There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Listen, can't you see? I'm listening to RTP, and I'm gonna tell you why. I think this part is fly. They'll watch a movie show, talk smack about romance. Then Mikey says something dumb. Todd wears ten pairs of pants. Page Mikey and Todd. Page Mikey and Todd. Oh, I love you, baby. Romance in the pod. Page Mikey and Todd. Page Mikey and Todd. Well, I need you, baby. Romance in the pod. Basically, Todd, there's like time cops who... he does, He's never seen time cop. He has God. to watch Time Cop first. Okay. Oh my God. I can't comprehend. <laughs> With our hero JCVD. <laughs> How could you not see? <sighs> okay, I just got to calm down. I just want to calm down. Can we just start? Not until you promise, Pinky, promise that you, you will watch, have to time, watch cop. time Cop. What the fuck? <laughs> Can we start the damn episode? I've started it. I'm always doing an episode. I live an episode the fuck you doing <laughs> thank you for tuning into romancing the pod you had us at hello i'm Paige wesley i'm mikey randolph and i'm todd schlosser and this week mikey made us watch honeymoon, honeymoon in vegas, vegas baby mikey i watched your face as you drank that celsius and i'd just like to say i told you so i fucking told you so i'm gonna go ahead and say this is not a regular celsius this is celsius what is wrong with you hello it's michael oh <laughs> So like I was saying, Time Cop exists in a universe in which we have developed time travel technology. I know we've talked about Time Cop on, I think it was Horror Virgin. I don't remember what episode, but all I'm here to say is that it holds the fuck up. Yeah. And it's the basis for Loki, I think. They were like, what if we just did Time Cop all season? Yeah. What if we did Time Cop with Owen Wilson and an alligator that wears a crown? Okay, what? Bro, you don't even know. It's like you don't even care that JCVD's wife has maybe been murdered by time villains (laughs) and that he has to go back in time to save his own wife, but also to stop technological proliferation of microchips for some reason. Time Cop's a great movie, dude. The cold opener is a guy goes back to the Civil War to steal Confederate gold. We've talked about it before. And you didn't watch it after it. Okay, it's not a romance or a horror movie. Yeah, okay, but get off this call, get yourself some fucking Taco Bell, and then go watch Time Cop for free. 
So anyway, we did a honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Mikey, can, can we talk to you a little bit about why you chose this movie, you genius? Why you brought this gift into my life? <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about this film. <laughs> fuck off. This film, fuck off, slipped off. I'm sorry. Mikey's coming in spicy. That's all I'm hearing. Honeymoon in Vegas, I'm not going to say is perfect, but it's perfect <laughs> for what you're looking for in a rom-com, which is... Heavy on the calm, you know? Heavy oh, on yeah. the calm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Low on the rom. Do you want the combination of indecent proposal and dirty rotten scoundrels? <laughs> well, we've got a movie set in the early 90s for you. It's called Honeymoon, Honeymoon in Vegas. Is dirty rotten scoundrels a rom-com? It might be. Okay, I have some research to do before I <laughs> announce what movie I'm doing next week. Well, I know I'm doing the movie next week. Calm down, Mama Oh, Mia. shit. Yeah, that's right, Todd. <laughs> I got a two-week suspension because of the Mamma Mia pick. I, we needed to get back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mamma Mia was... <laughs> so bad for me <laughs> like i had to go back to my childhood and remember movies that i watched as a kid that were rom-coms that i still thought were really funny like i put this on the same level as joe versus the volcano and i know and i think this it's better is way than joe. better than yeah, joe I versus know. the volcano <laughs> wait wait you put honeymoon in vegas on the same level as joe versus the volcano above it the level is not quality the level is movies that are rom-coms that i enjoyed as like a kid yeah. yeah, no, Mikey, I think that this is on a different stratosphere over yes. Joe versus the Volcano. Agreed. This shit is way better than that. First off, Joe versus the Volcano, perfect film. No, no, Joe versus the Volcano is not a perfect film. That movie is fucking nonsense, and you know it. It's fine. This movie's perfect. But let me talk about what I love about this. I knew you two would love this because it is so... I did. It leans into the bonkers. And oh, like, yeah. Yes. Nick Cage is perfect for this role yes. and then like <laughs> yes he is Mikey his screaming throughout <laughs> the film is my favorite thing Just, it's like every other line is screamed yeah and it's and it's like the cadence <sighs> he reacts kind of realistically to someone who would make bad decisions such as him yeah <laughs> thank you for telling me that that helps none thank you <laughs> my, my favorite is when late in the film he just starts screaming sarcasm where he's like the five pools are here what are we waiting for <laughs> i think it's so funny and it's like about a commitophobe and like how that can backfire against you so mikey do you feel like you really like identify with nick cage in this movie i do feel i feel like i'm not as dumb as he is in this film we're like let's not go too far now come on you're at least as dumb. I, no, I, I, no, not about <laughs> money. Not about money. You know, I'm not gonna borrow eighty five thousand dollars for somebody for a one poker hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. That was real fucking dumb. In nineteen ninety one money or whatever. The, I mean, that's a lot of money, nineteen ninety one style. It's a little bit over a hundred thousand dollars. I looked it up because it's actually sixty five thousand dollars he owes right. him, right? So if yeah. But back then, that bought a whole house. Back yeah. then, bitch, it bought two whole houses. This is like the <laughs> yeah. early nineties. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I forgot how hilarious and goofy it was until <laughs> the first scene. And I was like, yes, this is exactly why I picked this film. Oh my god. Because I was like, I was like, do I want to buy it? Do we want to watch an SD? Is it worth it? And then I watched the first scene, paused it, and was like, I take back everything I said. We have to do this movie. <laughs> yeah. That, that is true. He did send that in our in our group chat. It's one of my favorites. 
Well, I, my favorite, and you may have cut it out, Todd, because I have not listened all the way through the end of Mamma Mia yet. But when Mikey brought this up, when we were picking it, I was like, hey, just so you know, it's like $15 and you can only buy it. That's the only option. Don't care. And you were like, yeah, yeah, don't care. And then the next, literally yesterday, you were like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is like $15. Can we switch to Valley Girl? And I was like, I told you in the moment. <laughs> the fact that they have not remade this in an HD release is a crime against humanity. I completely <laughs> agree. This is a movie that should be in theaters right now. They should just re-release it. This is what people want from movies that are they are not being <laughs> given. And this, I, I mean, I'm being for real. I mean, like movies have gotten so nihilistic and yes, and like cold and dark. Yeah. I blame Nolan. People don't want to leave their house and experience that. We experience that in our homes and in our lives every day. Yes. Mikey, this movie has a very forgetting Sarah Marshall feel, but the 90s version. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, it does. Wait, and which is a movie I love. And so like, <laughs> yeah. once I got into it, I was like, oh, I think I need to force people to watch this all the time. By 25 <laughs> minutes in, I was like, I'm so glad I bought this because I forgot how good this movie makes me feel when I watch it, which is like <laughs> every scene is so funny. I felt very seen because I don't think people believe that I could have an affair with Mike Tyson. <laughs> the picture he shows of her, I lost my mind. I was laughing so hard I had to leave the room. <laughs> I like that Nick Cage is being real like, they are messing with you. That is obviously your wife's face painted on, like, pasted onto this photo. It's like not even good Photoshop. It's like cut and paste Photoshop. Have you ever seen them together? No. I know she would never settle for anything less than the champ. <laughs> and that, that Polaroid of her just like eating Doritos unaware. I was like, oh, God. I loved this movie. Yeah. Did you guys love it? I was so nervous. I loved it. <laughs> Mikey, it, so it was killing me to not talk about it before <laughs> we started recording. I was never y'all had not talked about it. And I was like, I love this film. Like I love, love, love this film. The only part I didn't like was the credits. The animated the credits because they took forever. Yeah. The opening credits took forever. There wasn't a lot to it. Literally everything else I loved. It was a wild ride. Although I will say this: my first note was. I just paid $15 to watch this in 360p. I'm livid. And then I got to the point where the mom died and I was like, worth it. Like, <laughs> I immediately was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. You get no backstory why she would say anything remotely no, like that. It's not important. Nope. You just see the psychological damage just take place immediately <laughs> on his face. And then she dips out of life. Like she's like, promise me you'll never marry anybody. And then dips. We'll get there. We'll get there. But he was nominated for a Golden Globe for this performance. I don't know what to do with that information. Was it just like a light year? <laughs> Who else was nominated? Was there like a strike? Yeah, like Paige, I need more information. I don't know. I'm just telling you, I think... This movie has kind of a Barbie vibe, but like not feminist, but like, no, I mean, Barbie's a little surrealist and goofy. You know what? I think you may have misunderstood what Barbie was trying <laughs> to say. Really Mikey. <laughs> this has more of a better off dead vibe. <laughs> yes, than a Barbie it really vibe. does. Yeah. Yeah. But you just don't get movies like that anymore. You don't. You don't. We never get movies like this. Actually. So I would say Booksmart is one of the closest ones we've gotten that's like this. That and uh, Hot Rod. I don't know if either of you have yeah, seen and, Hot Rod. And, and I, I love, love Hot Rod. Rod. 
Yeah, Hot Rod's amazing. But like, and this movie is not rated R. This came out and everybody could see it. Right. I mean, and they still made it funny. Oh, with yeah. It out, without it being rated R. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to get back there. We're, we're going the wrong way as a country. That's what I'm going to run on. <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm going to disagree because I love me an R-rated comedy. And I, I think do. there should be comedies for adults, but whatever. Oh, but there should be comedies for adults. And this is a lane that should exist, too. Sure. Like, this sure. is one of those movies that like you can watch with your kids i guess and they're not gonna get it while you explain indecent proposals <laughs> i mean sure. i wouldn't want to watch this sure. with kids but largely because you'd have to explain why they don't have cell phones <laughs> what's a beeper um like it's just this movie is stuck in such a weird time in history yes that like it really sticks out like the fashion's way out there like yeah early 90s crazy it looks like saved by the bell the max but like, some of that's all coming back so I know, like i know like her swimsuit and everything i was like that looks so modern <laughs> <laughs> oh That's my so god funny. the comments he makes about his ex-wife early on when he's talking about her he's like they said they'd never seen skin like that like a leather sack and i was like what the fuck no he says a satchel satchel a leather satchel a leather satchel and then you find out she was 38 <laughs> <laughs> like oh no oh no i think he had her killed i think we just need to talk about it i think she lived in a toaster oven she died of skin cancer todd melanoma he does say in the movie multiple times yeah because all the laying out he like he puts it all together oh my god that's why he wants to move them to connecticut <laughs> yeah <laughs> we gotta get out of the sun well, that's why he's like i should have should have got her out of that sun yeah i didn't even realize that that's how his first wife died and yeah. that he said her skin was like a leather satchel i was like well i think i could isolate the issue that caused the melanoma <laughs> yeah. my favorite character in the film is the mobster dentist that he just calls and narrates what's going on <laughs> at any given time his name is sally i was yeah. like i love this this is hilarious but yeah this movie was obviously probably written in the late 60s early 70s and wasn't picked up and produced until the 90s when like no fault divorce already existed like the mob wasn't that connected in vegas anymore like all that shit was already out like elvis wasn't as big of a deal like i don't know it's very funny to me no but elvis impersonators elvis is always a big deal elvis impersonators have been a big deal in vegas especially like in the 80s and 90s i think it was actually written in the 80s because it actually references a lot of 70s movies yeah that's true like i so i think it was written in the 80s and meant to be kind of dated a little bit yeah but <laughs> there's not a ton of fun facts but there's one that's gonna make you guys shit a brick and so i can't wait to read <laughs> i can't wait but we'll have to wait until my gets off the phone so in time cop the best <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree that like for the two seconds we see Nicolas Cage with a crazy mustache, that's the best he looks in this entire movie. Like, we can all agree that, right? A hundred percent. I got some movies for you where he goes mustache the whole time. I can't Ooh, wait. My, all right. I, after watching this movie, because this is the first Nicolas Cage, like, romance or romantic, like, crazy movie i've seen with him oh <laughs> i still want to advocate for wild at heart yeah which is a level of bonkers we have not attained we have wild at heart we have valley girl we have a mm -hmm. lot of nick cage yeah, i haven't seen any of those i'm doing nick cage fall so i know i can't wait wild at heart and valley girl honestly are both pretty fucking dark <laughs> 
So I think the only one I had seen before this was the one where he was an angel. Yeah, City of Angels. We did it. Yeah, I just couldn't remember the name of the movie. So City of Angels was the only one I had seen. So this is like my second foray into the Nick Cage romanciverse. And I honestly prefer this. When Mikey made us watch angel movies for like a month and we still didn't watch Michael. Isn't that the other one that we would have? John Travolta. Yeah, I don't know if that's a romantic comedy or not. I don't know. I'm not up on my angel movies. There's one with Paul Hogan that we didn't do. I, yeah, aggressively, because it was A, not a rom-com, and B, no. No one had ever heard of it. I remembered you bringing this up. I feel like I should just have a bonkers podcast where I pick weird themes and make you two watch movies. If you had your way, nothing would ever be streaming, Mike. <laughs> you would have- I'd be like, look under your seats. The DVDs I have provided to you from the VHS tapes we were about to watch. I stole them from a defunct blockbuster. <laughs> By the way, the movie Paige was talking about, the Paul Hogan movie, yeah. is called Almost an Angel, in case you guys are like me and would like have to know what that is. So I had to look it up. You need to ignore that and watch Time Cop like we fucking told you. <laughs> Almost an Angel is a good film because Paul Hogan, he's a bad dude. He's wearing black leather. He's stealing stuff. He just committed some crimes, but he he sees a little girl almost get hit by a car. He throws the little girl out of the way. He dies. God says, hey, I think there's some good in you. You have to go back down on earth and like do some good. That's not a rom-com, Mikey. That's just a weird movie. I think there's a romance in there somewhere. No, no, Mikey. It's classified as a comedy fantasy. Mikey, if you had your way and you had just your bonkers podcast, it would just be you half remembering movies you saw 40 years ago. Who would want to listen to that? Everyone. But then halfway through being like, oh, wait, that's a completely different movie. I mixed up two different movies and described something that sounded way better than anything that actually exists. (laughs) (laughs) But the one time that you were completely accurate, Time Cop. Todd, gotta watch Time Cop. Apparently I have to watch Time Cop, but I don't have time to watch Time Cop because I'm watching wonderful movies like Honeymoon in Vegas where they spend (laughs) most of the movie where I had my honeymoon and specifically Kapa. Like he lives in the city I went on my honeymoon to. And that weirded me out. I was like, I know this marriage isn't going to work because I've been through this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the like main <laughs> tourist part of Kauai. I know. And Kauai is not like a hugely visited island. That's one of the reasons we wanted to go there. It's the fancy jungle island. Yeah. And, and I mean that like if you want to go on hikes and see waterfalls, you go to Kauai. Yes. If you're like, I want to windsurf and eat as many pineapple infused wings as I can shove into my tourist face. Uh, that's that's more of like a Maui Oahu type vibe, experience yeah. for you. So almost an angel grossed seven million on a budget of twenty five million dollars. Good night. <laughs> that's terrible. I feel like this movie is like unexplainable. <laughs> But Paige, we're going to make you explain it to us because we should get into it so we can go through it scene by scene. It's not unexplainable. It's like the hero's journey. Yeah. Man versus himself. Yeah. (laughs) The Civil War. A group of soldiers walking down the street come up against one man with Uzis. He fires. They've got laser sights. Laser Uzis. They die. We cut to Jean-Claude Van Damme in a shopping mall. Is this the Make Todd Watch Time Cop podcast? Uh, uh, So let's uh, just go uh, through this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene. 
great uh we open with nicholas cage arriving at the hospital where his mother is dying and she's just like i'm ready to die but first promise me that you won't marry anybody and he's like i can't promise that that seems like a little overarching and she's like but she grabs his head promise me promise me and then she <laughs> dies for lack of a better word cross-eyed just like oh gone it looks like she surprised shot herself but no she's dead yeah and of course, Nick Cage goes from zero to Nick Cage, like immediately screaming, eyes bugging out of his head. It's amazing. And then cut to animated credits, which is how I found out that Pat Morita was in this movie and made me very excited. But he's not in until the very, very end, basically. <laughs> yeah. That part is so bonkers. It is bonkers. Anyway, we cut to he is now a private investigator who like helps people who are being cheated on four years later. Yes. That is his job. No explanation. That is his job. That's just <laughs> yes. where it drops us, yeah. right? And he's like, it just confirms what my mom said because people are terrible to each other. And then we open into his office where a guy has come in to like retain his services. And he's like, my wife, Millie, yes. is having an affair with Mike Tyson. And he's like, so you've seen them together? And he's like, no. And everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I know it's happening. Here's a picture of her. And it's one of the craziest photos I've ever seen. <laughs> it's amazing. He's like, Calm down, Mr. Vanilli. I'm sure that, like, Mike Tyson is not into your wife. Yeah, he's just... Well, and then his... <laughs> the husband's explanation for why he knows it's Mike Tyson is the best part. Because he's sure. He's sure. And he's like, everyone at work thinks I'm nuts. They think that she's snooping around with Freddie Ramirez. But I know it's the champ. She would never <laughs> settle for anything less than the champ. And I'm like, what is this psychosis? I love that. I did sort of love that he thought his wife could pull Mike Tyson. Like, I love that he saw her that way. I was like, good for that man for loving his wife. Yeah. To this psychotic level. Well, and oh God, the photo, the photo, because it's the kind of photo that like your sibling takes of you to deliberately look bad, where yes. she's like half in a bag of Doritos, like, huh? It's like, a blackmail photo that your sibling <laughs> takes, and they're like, if you don't take me to school tomorrow or whatever, if you don't drive me where I want you to drive me, I'll upload it to Facebook or whatever. Exactly. It's bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, this character, the, the husband, we do find out his last name in the scene. It's the same last name as my realtor. And I was just like, so his wife's name is not Millie Vanilli. <laughs> it's not, unfortunately. But that was but my if, subversive joke from three minutes ago. Hello, <laughs> hello. Uh, <laughs> and no, if he, if my realtor had showed up and been like, you know, my aunt Millie cheated on my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> you may have heard about it in a feature film about that thing exactly called Honeymoon in Vegas. Uh, he's into ear stuff. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Sometimes he gets a little carried away. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway. Sorry, Evander. Uh, but we do find out that Nick Cage, his character, uh, Jack. Yeah, Jack Singer yeah. or Jack Singer Springer or something, something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our main character, what's his name? I don't fucking know. He's just a guy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's, it's Nick Cage. His name Nick is Nick Cage. Cage, guys. His girlfriend, uh, SJP, a pre-Sex in the City SJP named Betsy Nolan, who teaches second grade. Yeah. And essentially, like, everyone around them is kind of getting divorced or having problems. And so he's like, see, this is why we shouldn't get married. I'm like, it's not the marriage that's the problem. <laughs> it's that people are treating people badly and not communicating well. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> it gets to he also reveals that he has dreams about his mother vacuuming naked okay <laughs> yes he does say that and then she also said 
don't get married. No one will love you like I love you. And yes, like Todd. those two things together made me troubling. feel like there was a relationship Very between troubling. mother and son that I am not comfortable with. Especially given vacuums and their penchant for suction. Very oh, troubling. Too much, too much suction. You could have picked any appliance. They chose a vacuum. Ooh, talk Dyson to me. Well, there's <laughs> not many appliances I would stick my dick in. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, Mikey. That's why they picked a vacuum. They could have been like my mom. It was oh, she was naked you, at the no, toaster. No, but I mean like I ain't fucking a blender. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course not. <laughs> so, Mikey, let me ask you a question really quick. Uh, out of all the appliances in your kitchen currently, which one would you fuck? What's the most fuckable? Most fuckable kitchen appliance? Go. You know, it's hard to answer. It's a, you know, there's so many, <laughs> so many options, right? It's like, it's like choose your own torture device. It's like, do you want to stick your dick in an air fryer? I don't think so. Not unless you want it extra crispy. <laughs> Is a watermelon an appliance? No, no, it's not. I was going to ask if a cucumber was an appliance. <laughs> okay, but if you did have to be in a relationship with a kitchen appliance, Todd, what would it be? Microwave, hands down. Because of the 60-second rule you have? Oh, yeah. That's all it takes, baby. <laughs> Just set it to popcorn and let it fly. Yeah, let it go. Oh, I want to reheat this relationship <laughs> setting <laughs> maximum power. Oof. Oh. Let's get some radiation on it. Oh, God. Mikey's over here fucking his toaster. So what happens next? <laughs> I asked for a KitchenAid snow cone maker for Christmas, so I think that'd be the number one priority. Can I, can I give you a pro tip? And this is not because of his uh, recent passing. The Margaritaville Margarita Maker is actually a better snow cone maker than any other snow cone maker on the market. Take oh. it to the bank. You're welcome. And Mikey, another tip. When you do upgrade to the Margaritaville Margarita Maker, don't fuck it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. You void your warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, why is this Vitamix sticky? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> At some point, someone has to end the bit. <laughs> and that's why I recommend Athletic Greens Because it comes with a shaker <laughs> A very fuckable shaker <laughs> So curvy Who doesn't like a healthy woman Slash an animate object Anyway so we cut to him playing poker In his house uh, Just to kind of like establish That she he plays poker She's kind of in on it uh, He takes her to trail a guy uh, who is like cheating on his wife way out of his league? Well, yeah, it's it's probably like a sex worker. That was I a, thought the a vibe. purchase agreement situation. Yeah, 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 like a yeah. sugar baby kind of whatever thing. But like I thought it was wild that he was like, "Hey, uh, girlfriend of many years, let me take you to this possible dangerous situation, right? Just so you can see what I can do." Like, pa what? She, there's no reason for her to be there. He, he just wanted her to know about his life. I'm going to defend him on this. <laughs> it's yeah. take your hooker to work day. <laughs> no, no. He used the line of you're too pretty to do surveillance. And that's going to yeah. get him major points. Yes. He also said, but I am an everyman. I can blend in. And I was like, as he wears <laughs> orange leather jacket, he is wearing a jacket that I would wear. Like I love that leather jacket, but you're not fitting in anywhere. It's bright orange. He only blends in in a cyberpunk setting. No, it was like red and orange patches on it. It was like conflicting colors. 
and I want that jacket. His wardrobe from this movie looks like it was pulled out of the lost and found of some other places lost and found. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's madness. It looks like it was pulled out of the lost and found at Laser Quest. Like, that's the vibe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Paige? He's got like a light up vest under yes. there. <laughs> yeah. It does look like that. They go out of oh, their God. way uh, to tell us that that outfit he's wearing at the end was $10,000. I know. They were like, and these suits are $10,000. I was like, was that the Saturday Night Live guy? Yes. I think it's Don Pardo. I think it is. I think it is. I, I'd have to double check. It sounds a lot like him if it's not, but it sounds like him. Yeah. It sounds like him. I don't know if it is, but I I thought for sure that they were all going to land and be like, oh, yo, $65,000. Let's all strip down. And if we sell our suits, like I thought it was going to be some information that we needed. We did not no, need it. We did not at all. No, we did not. The movie just ends. Just ends. <laughs> anyway, so it, it seems like things are going OK. But then a year later. Things are not so great. And she's like, I'm not going to wait around forever. Even though like two minutes ago, she's like, I'll wait around forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, people change. Well, that whole year has passed yeah. since then. There was like a little montage there, Paige. But it's clear like they're, you know, they're like, not always on the same page. She clearly wants to get married is what it is. Yeah. Which, yeah. which by the way, fair yeah. tax benefits. All kinds of benefits to being married, yeah. like from a financial standpoint, just as a baseline. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, Todd. I don't know. Just seeing you as like a like financial planner, like telling people to get married is very funny to me. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just saying taxes <laughs> and health insurance. And that's why you should get married. That's why it was funny. I was like, no, you should get married because you love somebody. But Paige is like, no, it's all about that fucking money. You should. You should absolutely get married if you love somebody. But I also think that there's a lot of people walking around being like, we're not going to get married till we can have this wild $200,000 wedding. And I'm going to be like, hit up a courthouse oh, if no. you want money. Like, fuck off. Someone like, to split rent with? Yeah, girl. Anyway, so they go out to dinner and he's like, what's going on she's like i won't be a girlfriend forever and he's like i do want to be married and they on the way home in the car at a green light holding up everyone doing their business uh he's like let's get married tomorrow let's just go to vegas which i'm like unless this is during the summer can she just like go to vegas she's a teacher i'm pretty like, sure it was snowing outside so it's not it's not summer uh, yeah guys in the movies it's always snowing in new york and it's always sunny everywhere else in and hawaii yeah, yeah and vegas yeah, you're right and, and vegas so like but i also like that they were at an outdoor cafe and it was not raining or snowing and then just moments later it's like torrential downpour and there's snow on the windowsill new york there's honestly there's a lot of time skips in the this first little 15 minutes so i wonder if i got lost in the time skips if it who is knows? like summer maybe it was two different conversations about the same thing spliced together yeah very who knows? possible anyway we cut to vegas where they have flown to get married uh, and they're staying at bally's which doesn't even exist anymore but was welcoming elvis impersonators of course okay i have a quick question because mm -hmm. the premise of this movie like hinges on him making a promise to his mother on his mother's deathbed sure if that was you in that situation, would you just not be like, yeah, mom, sure, whatever you say, and then just fuck off and do whatever you want? Oh, I'll tell dead people whatever they want to hear. They're dying. <laughs> no, I would just be like, that's crazy. Yeah. 
Look, I'll tell people that unicorns exist. Yeah. You're dying. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. I would be like, yes, absolutely. I will never get married. And then I would immediately get married or I would just live my life, you know, like. Do whatever I want. Yeah. I gotta live my life. Just like the guy in Bridgerton. No, I would ask my mom to promise me not to die. And if she did that, I'd stay not married. <laughs> yeah, but the second you break your promise, mom, I'm gonna put a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. This movie works better if she was only staying alive if he was single and then he got married and she died because he broke the magic curse i love that reading of this movie yeah mike where, where he literally kills her basically <laughs> yeah. no Paige. he has to live his life she's lived a long time how old do you think he is in this movie he's 52 years old and she's 27 i looked it up because i was so fucking grossed out i had that knowledge chambered oh you mean james Conn is 52 yes. and she uh, we no, were asking I'm about talking Nick about Cage. Nick Cage. 52. I don't fucking know. Uh-huh. <laughs> that hairline is 52 Nick for Cage sure. Nick Cage has looked 45 since 1975. <laughs> I'll look it up. Hang on. I'll look it up. Accurate. But he's also looked 50 for the last 20 years. <laughs> so he is, he was 28 when they filmed this, which is bonkers <laughs> knowing how he looked in this. And honestly, so Sarah Jessica Parker is very age appropriate for him then because she was 27 yeah. when they filmed this. And she looks fucking <laughs> 23 and he looks 45. He is the dark circles of a man who served in Nam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's seen some shit. Back in the day, they just put people who were good actors on the screen. They didn't just get whatever TikTok influencer looked the most attractive at the time and threw them up on the screen. Hey, Thorin Bradley hasn't had his movie yet, okay? <laughs> God, he's going to star in Dune Part 2. Yeah, there's a lot of wood chopping to do on Dune. <laughs> chopping the sandworm. In the sands of Arrakis. For the spice, in the sands of Arrakis. <laughs> However shall we kill the makers? It's just him walking up with an axe. I Love just it. watched The Deer Hunter, and it was like the first film of like, it was one of the first films of Pacino and Christopher Walken and all of them, and they're all just ugly as hell. Well, yeah, people didn't know about sunscreen back in the day or smoking and drinking. Well, no, but I mean, like, you know, but they were good actors. I'm just saying, like, you know, now everybody has to be super attractive to be a A-lister, whatever. Be a 29-year-old bald, crazy-looking Nick Cage. You can. You just have to play the best friend. That That's the <laughs> thing. That's what I was going to say. His best friend was a 45-year-old Dennis mobster named <laughs> Sam. <laughs> That's actually the song Mustang Sally was written about that Sally. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Thank you for bringing the fun facts. It's not. It's not. I would say cuz I think I'm going to watch The Minx after I finish Power and Force. I love season 1 of The Minx. Okay, cuz season 2 is out on Stars. I have Stars page. I I have it already. <laughs> uh, but Jake Johnson is is a that guy. Where like he's not ultra attractive. He always plays the best friend, but damn if that dude doesn't get the best kisses on screen. So I'm just saying there's still room for them guys. I get the Jack Johnson thing. I get it. Anyway, so we cut to a limo pulls up and it's Tommy Corman, the gambler, but it's James Conn at 52. Yeah. Uh, and he's clearly just like a Vegas dude. And like these dudes are all over Vegas where they're like, I come here, I gamble. And you're just like, man, okay, I guess that's your hobby. So. He walks into the casino where he's greeted by Tony Shalhoub. And every time I see Tony Shalhoub in anything, it just makes me think of 30 Rock, where Jenna said that she was a three-time Tony Shalhoub sex partner. (laughs) I love Monk. How dare you? 
I think he's amazing in everything. Yes. And, and I do love that this is where we meet James Kahn's like friend, consigliere, whatever, whose name is Mr. Sandwich. Well, I mean, that sort of perfectly describes what he is as a character. So I'm going to burn a fun fact right now because it made me laugh really hard. <laughs> I can't wait. So Johnny Williams is the name of that actor. His character is named Johnny Sandwich. Uh, and it's because he played Johnny Roast Beef in Goodfellas. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Is this a corn fact or is this a real fact? This is a real it's fact? A, it's a real fact. Oh my God. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. I thought you were going to tell me like that kid on the stage is fucking like young Bruno Mars or some shit. That's exact. That is. Did you snoop? What? Todd. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> Todd. I was going to hold on to this for fun facts, but little Elvis was played by a six year old Bruno. Mars. Are you serious? Credited <laughs> as Peter Jean Bruno Hernandez. Holy shit! <laughs> Yeah, you did. Did you it. guess that, Todd? I just, I mean, I, I don't know how old Bruno Mars is. I thought he would be too young to have done this. No, Bruno Mars is our age, bro. But like, I was like, who's this little Bruno Mars kid doing this thing? Look, look, look at him go. <laughs> it was, in fact, Bruno Mars. I didn't think it was actually him. That's insane. This is how he got his start. Uptown Funk, don't give it to you. Well, and James Caan does steal a line from one of his songs when he was like, listen, I'd jump in front of a train for you. I'd catch a grenade for you. Anyway, so uh, his penthouse is not available and he basically steps on his foot and is like, make it available. And he's like, well, the president of Brazil's there. And he's like, I don't give a shit. He grabs his balls, Paige. He does not step on his foot. He uh, cups the underberries. He's like, gets in there deep. You hear, uh -huh. you hear Tony Shalhoub go, whoop. Or something like that. It's a very cartoon sound effect for this movie for <laughs> adults. Slide whistles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like that awesome car flip they did? Yes. And never <laughs> live and let die has the one of the best car stunts of all time in history. And it's set to a slide whistle. <laughs> it's amazing. It's my most annoying movie fun fact. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, it's implied that they give him the penthouse, that they, they make it up for him. Yeah, they figure it out. Meanwhile, Nick Cage and SJP are winning at the slots. They're walking by the pool. They're having a good time. But as that's happening, James Caan and Dr. Sandwich or Mr. Sandwich. <laughs> good <laughs> Lord. Wait, is he a medical doctor or is he a PhD? <laughs> like, hang on. Sorry, Dr. Sandwich is a restaurant locally. Uh, I am a doctor of sandwiching. <laughs> I'm a pumpernickel <laughs> PhD. <laughs> Anyway, oh, <laughs> Mr. Sam Dr. Sandwich is a restaurant in L.A. that doesn't serve sandwiches. That's the most L.A. thing that I've heard. Yeah, I hate everything about <laughs> what you just said. Why would it's, anyone it's like not serve sandwiches? <laughs> well, I think because there's a disconnect as to what a sandwich truly is, because it, it serves like halal and pita, but not like sandwiches the way we would think of sandwiches. Sure. But, OK, like. Every once in a while, I used to go there to get food and you'd hear them pick up the phone and be like, Dr. Sandwich. No, we don't have sandwiches. <laughs> and it was <laughs> one of my favorite things. Anyway, Mr. Sandwich, James Conn, walking by the pool. And they're like, it's hot as balls. And he's like, there's no more ozone layer. And he like looks and he has like a flashback to a blonde lady, also played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Of course. And he's just yeah. like, do you remember my Donna? She used to lay out all day, Vegas, Miami, wherever. Doctor said he never saw skin like that, like a saddlebag. <laughs> like, what? Well, I mean, that has to be a joke, right? Like, I don't know. It has to be because she died of skin cancer. 
She died of skin cancer, but I don't know if you've ever seen somebody who was like a super sun person for a long time and then just looked at their cleavage. Sunscreen, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as someone who vacations in Florida, yeah, uh, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's like the cover <laughs> of the Necronomicon. Yeah. Klaatu, Verata. Titties. Titties. Anyway, so... He's like, we should have gotten her out of the sun. And I was like, what the fuck? But anyway, we cut back to Nick Cage and SJP. They're walking through the casino and they're like, so many Elvises. I got to get a suit like that. Of course, because Nick Cage is like obsessed with Elvis. It's like a thing. And they also, it looks like they run into Mike Tyson just like on the casino floor. I think that they do. Is that not Mike Tyson in this movie? It, it's kind of far away. I think so. Well, it yeah. doesn't even focus on the, we need the HD remake. We need the HD remake. I think it is Mike Tyson, though. Which, at that point, he should have been like, hey, what's the deal with Millie? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I hear you've been fucking around with this guy's friend. I honestly thought that was going to come up and be like, listen, I've met Mike Tyson. Yeah. He's not plowing Millie. We were just in Vegas. Where was Millie? At the slots? Um, <laughs> anyway. James Conn sees Je Sarah Jessica Parker and is just like, oh my God, she looks just like my Donna, but before the sun. So <laughs> we cut to Nick Cage and Sarah Jessica Parker get to their room, bang it out. Of course. Great. Yeah. Good for them. And he, they, like, they managed to afford, they got, like, some deal on that room. I thought that that was so funny when he's talking about, like, how much he paid for the room. Because yes. they, like, walk in and reveal this pretty awesome room. Yeah. And then he's like, because I, I was thinking, I was like, this dude's a PI, right? Like, he's not rich. Right. Like, there's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. he could afford this. And he was like, I got it on some, like, traveler thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, 120 bucks a night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there I was like, go. okay, I mean... That did explain the question I had as the viewer. Thank you. Screenwriting was in a different yeah, yeah. place back then. A real yes. place. I loved it. We need to go back. Well, they were getting paid. So, you know, maybe if we did that, it might help. Anyway, they bang it out and they have like a mirrored ceiling, which is very fun. I've never seen a mirrored ceiling or I've never had sex under a mirrored ceiling, I should say. So uh, the, the hotel room Jake and I had for our honeymoon uh, is one of the famous waterfall suites and the Madonna Inn where it has a rock shower that's like a cave with waterfalls. But the actual set a like, hang on, Paige, say it slower. Like, set, really set a scene now. <laughs> yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah. it's your wedding night. Did he dress as Tarzan? No, he was naked because it's our wedding night. Uh, yo, it's like there's no flat surfaces, so it's impossible to charge your phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is not where I thought this was going when you set this very erotic scene. This Dipsy track sucks. <laughs> the whole room is a cave. <laughs> like, ev all of it's a cave. And then, like, the sink <laughs> is also a cave, so you're, like, trying to, like, set a bottle of lotion and just tumbling into the sink. It's a whole thing. That's what you do on your wedding night. You just throw a bottle of lotion, tumbling into a cave. <laughs> tumbling into a cave. You're like, listen, there are various caves that you can explore. Did he spelunk all up in there? Of course. <laughs> all up in there. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> what? You asked. I know. The rooms have been there since, like, the 60s, so they have made some changes over time, right? Yeah. And so there clearly had been a light fixture above the bed that they had removed for one reason or another and then they just put a small mirror over where that light fixture used to be but it was angled so you could only see our feet in it because it was like towards the foot of the bed but we laughed about it the whole time yeah sure laughed about it 
laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because laugh. what are feet if not the tentacle of the person? That's true. It's 20 toes. There's a reason we have we have like full-length mirrors in every room of our house that has a bed. What's up? Got to see them toe tentacles, them 20 toes. <laughs> them twenticles. Anyway, Mikey, mirror fun? 100%. Yeah. Oh, right? I mean, I've had mirror fun, but like never a ceiling mirror fun. How many people were there in the in the haunt, yeah. in the uh, fun house with you? First off, did not have sex in a fun house. I feel like it would have looked way better if I had. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like looking so much longer. <laughs> Look how tall I am when I have <laughs> exactly, sex with you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The key is to install those mirrors on your dresser. Oh no, I mean, I, I okay. So I've had a dresser like that at one point in my mm-hmm. life when I was in college. But like, there's a mirror in our bed. I mean, whatever. There's a mirror in the bedroom. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just get a mirror and then be like, I need to see my outfits. <laughs> but my, it just doesn't hang on the ceiling because I would just wink at myself the whole time. <laughs> well, as a mental health professional, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's basically the test for narcissism. <laughs> I'm clearly joking. It was just too difficult not to make that joke. But yeah, I've never, never had a ceiling fun mirror mm. time. Uh, I think one of my favorite things recently that happened in one of the Facebook groups is somebody brought up that they're like, yeah, so supposedly someone close to Henry Cavill says that he likes having sex in a mirror. And in my mind, I was like, oh, does he kiss on the mouth, too? Like, what are you? (laughs) Who doesn't? Right. I thought this was the norm. (laughs) I thought that that meant he just like built a mirror that he put a fleshlight in and had sex with himself. Uh, I thought that's what that was. I'd be like, go for it. I would not blame him. Oh, also, Jake texted me, Mikey, to confirm that we have not had sex in the bed you'll be sleeping in, but my dad will be cranking farts into it tonight. So you're welcome. Yeah. I can't (laughs) wait to check into my hotel in L.A. (laughs) I have had sex in that bed. Hell yeah, Paige. Proud of you. Not impossible chance I could break that bed in when I get there. Ladies, come on down to the live show. (laughs) September 24th, I think. Yes, it's September 24th. It's for Horror Virgin at Flappers in L.A. In Be- Burbank. We'll be auctioning off tickets to Paige's bedroom. No, I prefer <laughs> if people didn't know my address or where I lived. Don't worry. Mikey will blindfold them per usual. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want them to know where he lives. I'll be like, now see Paige in the kitchen for your quesadilla and you shall leave. Nope. People don't get to come to my I house. that you're not only demanding that you can have sex in Paige's house, but also demanding that Paige will cater. Nope. Mm-mm. Well, most events are catered. <laughs> I'm going to have sex in that bed tonight just to piss you off. Hell yeah, Paige, break it in. With your father? No. <laughs> he doesn't get here until nine. I've got time. <laughs> I'll text him. I'll be like, hey, Paige had sex in that bed right before you guys got there. I'm just so and sorry. Be like, it's her house. She owns all of it. So like, yeah, I guess. She's a landowner. Technically, I can have sex wherever I please. Mikey, never come over if you don't want to sit on something I've had sex on. That's right. Damn straight. I'm an adult that owns a house. Yeah. I've had sex all over this bitch. Yeah, yeah. Either that or Peaches has peed on it. It's probably both for some things. One thing happened first and then Peaches (laughs) ruined it. (laughs) Same time. (laughs) Well, that's fun. Also, McCready's bunking with you. So, you know. Hell yeah. Bro nights. Bro nights. I want a picture of McCready wearing the fedora from The Thing and Mikey watching the movie The Thing. I need that photo. I will watch the movie The Thing. Same. McCready doesn't like clothes. He's a nudist. Anyway, mirrored ceiling. A plus. A plus. Thumbs up. Mirrors in general. 
Hey, listen, I've never done it, but I would do it. Rock shower, difficult if there's a height differential between you. Yeah, I, I've never done it, would do it. Absolutely would do it. Here's why I, here's why I doubt, draw the line. Have you ever like stayed in a hotel with somebody and there's no dividers between the bathroom and the rest of the room? Yes, and I don't love that. <laughs> I also don't. It's rare, though. Hang on. It's just one open space. No, it'll be like a wall with like a square cut out of it. Like a glass wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you're yeah. like, oh, I could just watch you poop. Yeah. Okay, at first I thought you were in a prison, but okay, no, I have stayed in a hotel like that. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, was like, hey, I'm going to go get you guys. I'm going to go get everyone some coffee, and I just like shit in the lobby every morning. <laughs> Who are you staying with? <laughs> just right in the center. So people Roll the rolly suitcases right through it. As part of your continental breakfast. <laughs> Mikey, am I wrong to have done so? Would you not have done the same? No, I've only stayed in hotels like that with like a partner. I so know. I was like, I mean, I still did that, but I was, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to like watching you shower is cool, but like the other stuff. Hearing you coil one out is not doing it for me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's why I save my BMs for the lobbies. It's just not what I'm into. It's not my thing. Coil one out. <laughs> Paige, what do you call it when a woman shits? Oh, the sluice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That, that is amazing. Although it somehow sounds like you have a like cloaca instead of like other. Never mind. We'll just move on. <laughs> anyway, so an envelope <laughs> slides under their door. <laughs> what is happening? It's really nice. He got invited to be a wizard at, at Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wizard, Nick Cage. Honestly, I think he is. Diagonally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he would be perfect in a Harry Potter movie. He would be the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher for sure. Just shaking Harry. Don't go out there and fight the dark. Yelling every other scene. Mix your potions. Oh, you think so? Hermione. Oh, God. Anyway. So he gets invited to a poker game and he's like, I want to play poker because he's clearly just like killing time. He doesn't want to get married. He's putting it off. Which is insane to me. Sarah Jessica Parker is amazing. She's gorgeous. She's like, you know, a teacher or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, marry that woman. What are you doing? Your mom's dead. Fuck off. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the tax write off. Get on her health insurance. She's a teacher. <laughs> She's part of the union. Play Hell it yeah. fucking smart. Hell yeah. And she teaches on like the 40th floor by Central Park. Are you saying she would have died? I think she's a well-paid private school teacher. Yeah. I'm saying one of these days she stumbles off and you've got a life insurance policy. They had fences up because of the children part. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to play poker and he's not doing great, but also he's playing against James Conn, who has set all this up, who's a professional poker player. So like, I mean, Nick Cage is doing fine, but he's clearly an amateur playing a professional poker player, right? Right. And we're cutting back and forth between him and Sarah Jessica Parker, who's in the pool. And essentially he gets 85. It's like 85K in. He's 65K down. Yeah. Which means that at one point he was 25K up and could have just walked away and didn't. Yeah. That's where he's dumb. I would have walked away after the first big win at that table because I've been like, well, I have to go get married now and this is going to be yeah. a really great time. This 10K, uh -huh. we're going to have a great honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they would have, man. That That's like if they had walked away, you said he made 25K or was up 25K? He was up 25 because he ends up down 65, but yeah. the pot is 85. So $25,000 yeah. in 1992 was like $54,000 today. Yeah. Oh my God, take it home and use it as a down payment on a house. Fuck yeah, get out of there. Yeah. 
Anyway, he doesn't. Uh, and James <laughs> Conn is just like, how are you going to pay this back to me? Like, because he was lending him that money. Yeah. And he's like, how about if your soon-to-be wife spends a weekend with me and it's indecent proposal? And he's just like, no, well, I'll ask her. So he goes down to ask Sarah Jessica Parker and she's just like, what the fuck? Of course not. Like, what? No. Which is the right reaction. Like, I mean, and he even says before he goes and asks her, he's like, she'll never say yes to this. Like, she will definitely say no, which I would agree. Would you even ask a partner? No, never. Although I would never put myself in this situation. Like, I don't have a problem with games. Right. Like I'm not like a big gambler. The best part of this movie is it doesn't even set him up as being a big gambler. No, he just goes to one p- random poker game because he doesn't want to get married. Yeah, yeah. he got Marty McFlyed because he's like, "What are you chicken to stay in this game?" Yeah, yeah. Babak, babak, and then he's like, "Yeah." Yeah. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. I need to tell you something, Mikey. It's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's we're gonna table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh my god, guys, this actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for factor meal on Romance of the Pod. Heck yeah. We're gonna table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals, never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up. Just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I (laughs) have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, (laughs) Ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48 when it could have been way less with factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re- ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with factor, except for right now, because <laughs> factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancing the pod 50 and use code romance the pod 50 to get 50% off that's code romancing the pod 50 at factormeals.com slash romancing the pod 50 to get 50% off that's a good deal do it and they have a easy to use app and they never require me to talk about the app Mikey, that was the end of the end that was the I end know. of the end <laughs> I'm, I'm still going all right factor meals <laughs> <laughs> If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Anyway, he calls his dentist friend who's like, oh, I don't have the money because I, I bet it on all those other games. so I don't have it. Yeah, he's like a bookie. Uh, but we know this gambling guy. So like if he gave you it out, take it. At this point, he drops Sarah Jessica Parker off with him for the night while they're watching the like lineup of Elvises, one of which being 
little baby Bruno Mars. I can't believe that's actually him. This is actually just them meeting to decide if it's something that they're willing to do, right? Right. So because she, in theory, is supposed to come back to Nick Cage. And then, I mean, she decides to pack right away. But like, I think the initial plan was like, meet. And it'll start tomorrow, I think was the initial plan. But that changes when he's like, let's go to Hawaii. And she somehow, or for some reasons, like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to go to Hawaii with a man I don't know at all. Yeah, well, it's because they end up like talking through the show. She finds out he has kids. He's married. Yeah. And he's leaning heavily on the like, I was married and I loved her kind of thing. So she's she's seeing someone who's like, well, he understands what it is to be married. And I bet she's never been to Hawaii. And it's just like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And he is playing it like this is not like a sexual thing at all. Right. Like, right. I just want someone who like makes me feel like I'm with my ex right. and you sort of look like her and sound like her. So let's like just do this thing uh, in Hawaii. It's going to be like a family affair because right. my, son my son's going to be there. His wife and their kid are going to be there. So like it's not a big deal. Okay. So my question. They absolutely banged it out, Mikey. I know what you were going to ask. Well, I have two okay. questions. <laughs> I, I do also think they banged, banged yes. it out. Sorry. You mean James Conn and Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah. Yeah, Nick Cage is definitely raising Khan's baby at, in the sequel to this. Absolutely. Yes. But would you ever go out with someone who is a dead ringer from your partner? Who like like let's say your current partner passed away. I think that would be too gets abducted by aliens and doesn't come back. Okay. And then you meet a stranger who looks just like them. So the plot of annihilation, got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that would be too close for me. I think I would need to go a different different route i would i would need a change up in whatever the next partner was because otherwise it would make me too sad all the time i probably would i don't know though that's like a hard question i think because i understand what Paige is saying too like it would be devastating to lose that person so that when you look at this new person who looks the same are you re-devastated so yeah like i don't know that's a that's a tough question is that why you took the mirrors off the wall <laughs> no we have mirrors on the walls i think the mirrors off the ceilings because uh i gained weight no, <laughs> I do. I do look like at least one of Jake's exes, like very closely. Ooh. And when Jake and I met, he kind of looked like one of mine. So like some people have t- people have types. People have types. Yeah, I mean, I have types. But like, what if they're dead? But like dead ringer? ringer no, I think that would make me too sad. Dead ringer would be hard. But yeah, yeah. I mean. That's why I did it in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Yeah. So they go to Hawaii, leaving Nick Cage in Vegas to try and like gamble to get the money back, which of course he doesn't. He just like gambles all of his money away. His side plot turns into Vegas vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he then goes home to New York while she's in Hawaii and they're just like hanging out at his house in Hawaii. He's like speaking Hawaiian. They're going on boat trips, like all kinds of stuff. But he's being like the perfect gentleman. Like he's a granddad. Like he is a retired older man. Right. They honestly, like they have no business being together really. Right. But he is playing it like, you just remind me of my wife when she was younger. Let's just hang out for the weekend and then you'll go back and it'll be all fine. You know, right. It's not until like right here, I think when he kisses her for the first time after being like, not quite yet. We're almost there though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it happens while they're at Hawaii. Yeah. That kind of break the physical barrier a little bit. Yes. Meanwhile, back in New York, Nick Cage is talking to the Mike Tyson guy again. He's like, I got hard evidence. And he's like a smooth talker with his greasy hands, like grabbing her, fondling her. I was losing my mind. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> well, it's very funny because Nick Cage is now back home knowing his 
girlfriend wanting to be like wife mm-hmm. is off with James Khan, possibly getting fondled right. and groped and all that stuff that this guy is saying about his wife, who is clearly not in a relationship with Mike Tyson, but he refuses to believe that. Right, right, right. We cut back to Hawaii and they're snorkeling. They see some huma huma nuka nuka apuas. And yes, I did just include that so I could say that and sound cool. What up? They snorkeled. That's very nice. I think we need to reevaluate what cool means for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't in band like you, so I think I'm doing good. Oh, yeah, you didn't get any muka muka kini hahas until later. <laughs> I did all right when I was in the high school band. Till ten years later, is when you got your first one of those. I could not give it away. You're right. It's a fish, so it's like a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, Mikey gets it. Yeah, I'm the king of parables next to the actual king, Jesus. Oh, I thought oh, you were going to say Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean baby Bruno Mars? <laughs> Little baby Bruno Mars. I'm gonna start being so pretentious about Bruno Mars and being like, "Oh, you like Bruno Mars? Yeah, I love Bruno Mars. What do you like? Oh, I don't know. Like his first few albums. Like I liked him when he was good. Yeah, I liked his early work when he was just impersonating Elvis. <laughs> yeah, that was when he peaked. You know what? Silk Sonic ate shit over his Elvis shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do love, I Silk, love Sonic, Silk Sonic. Though. That's fucking great. I actually like him more as an actor. In leaving, La- uh, not leaving Las Vegas. You like Bruno Mars's music? No, I like his <laughs> early acting work. That's where he really excelled. I'm gonna go to East Nashville. <sighs> I'm gonna go to a record store and just sit around and wait for to have this conversation. Just have it tucked away in the back pocket. If you go to Grimey's, it'll happen within minutes of oh, you arriving. God. Anyway, so at this point now they go on like a boat ride and James Conn is just like, I want to marry you, not just because you look like Donna, but like, let's kiss. And she does kiss him. And he's like, Jack is complicated. He doesn't want to marry you. Or she lets him kiss her, I think is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like giving yeah. Paige the face because yeah, 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 yeah. she like lets him kiss her and then does not return it. And he does say, stop me if yeah, like he does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is, like, being a super gentleman, which we already know he is not this person. Like, we know he's, like, sort of gaslighting her throughout this whole thing. But, like, I mean, she's in two bad relationships, sort of. Well, he starts actively lying about her boyfriend. Yes. Yeah, well, soon after this, he does. But, like, he does kiss her, and then she doesn't pull away necessarily, I guess. So it's not like he forces it on her. She just doesn't return it. As he's leaning in, he says, stop me anytime yeah and she doesn't yeah right yeah like the mask yeah somebody stop me i wish that was a romantic comedy i would watch the shit out of the mask <laughs> i think it is i think she falls in love with stanley Ipkiss. stanley Ipkiss. she being kind cameron of. diaz in her only good acting role there you go uh but so he he basically is like jack is complicated if he can't see why he should marry you already he doesn't understand what he has basically you deserve better which is true like yeah. the, the reason he is able to pull the wool over her eyes is because he's using some truth about her current relationship mm-hmm. to like sow seeds of distrust in that relationship so he can be there to like scoop up the pieces you know yep Meanwhile, Nick Cage goes to the airport. He's trying to fly to Kauai, and he ends up in line behind Ben Stein. Oh, my who God. Who is buying a ticket that not even for that day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Infuriating. I would have popped an eyeball with rage. But this this whole scene is like... Um, 
that happened subreddit yes because it's like someone at the counter being overly obnoxious taking up too much time and then someone in the back of the line that's someone being nick cage coming up and like yelling at that person and then everyone else clapping in the background (laughs) like thank you for yelling at that man which i thought was hilarious like no notes on this scene it's hilarious hilarious but it's also one of those scenes that only occurs at this time in history because i don't know if you listened to the behind the bastards on the guy who ruined the airline industry But this occurs during a very specific time in the airline economic industry where you could purchase lower price fares for certain days on certain routes, but only for those certain days and certain (laughs) routes, which is why he's asking if he like goes to Nashville on what day. Like that is a very real conversation that like doesn't really exist anymore, but at this time did exist. So there you go. Wild. Wild. Anyway. So he flies all the way to Kauai and as he's doing it, she is kind of falling for James Khan. Like it's, it's becoming a thing. It, yeah. For some reason it is like, I refuse to believe that James Khan could steal a sandwich from <laughs> Nick Cage. And we're supposed to believe that he stole Sarah Jessica Parker away from him? I doubt it. I submit that Tony Shalhoub could steal sandwiches from both of those men. (laughs) 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 At least in this film. I mean, he's Monk. Why not? Yeah, he's got that monkey charm, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, James Conn calls his guy back in Vegas who is constantly eating because he's Johnny Sandwich and he's eating on the phone and it reminded me of Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) I added a lot of Mikey chewing out of the podcast. I'll just say that. I've I've jumped on that grenade for you, listeners. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they're like, hey, we've got somebody at the airport and he has a crazy name that I like. Wasn't it just like Mahi Mahi? No, that's Mahi Mahi. They have somebody in San... Oh, that's later. Oh, no. They have somebody in San Jose that has a crazy name. His name's Johnny Cargo, That's what it was, Johnny Cargo. (laughs) I was like, Johnny Cargo, that's amazing. Johnny Cargo. It's like the perfect mob, I run an airport name. Yeah, yeah. But instead, (laughs) he calls Mr. Miyagi in Kauai and is just like... Yeah. Taxi driver that we have a home phone number for. Just keep him away from Tommy's place. Take him wherever, but just like keep him away. And so Pat Morita picks him up at the airport and is just like, come with me. I'll take you. And he takes him instead to Chief Orman, who is played by Peter Boyle. And just <laughs> like it goes from nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. It goes from being culturally insensitive, I would say, to local Hawaiians, but then turns into him talking about every Broadway show he likes, which I couldn't tell until a couple scenes in, but he's got a Les Mis shirt on. He does. And then yeah. is just sings through all of South Pacific, which is wild. And I do love that when they go to leave, Pat Morita's like, man, he's getting senile. Usually there's only like one song. I was just <laughs> like, what? Ugh. I mean, but that man is fully crazy, oh, right? Like absolutely. he is just a yes. crazy man absolutely. who lives there, right? Yes. Yeah. They were just there to kill time. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, we cut back to the Kauai Club where she is with James Khan, SJP and James Khan. Yeah. And he's asking her to marry him, essentially. Jesus. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're trying to leave the crazy guy's house, Nick Cage's. And Pat Morita's like, oh, but there's so many beautiful things to see on the side of the island. There's the five reflecting pools. And he's like, the five pools are here. Jesus, we got to go. <laughs> like, Let's go see him right now. <laughs> he basically tricks him into going back to look for his keys. And he steals the taxi and calls to find out where James Conn's house is. He goes to the house. Yeah. They tell him to go to the club. 
He goes to the club. James Khan intercepts him, so he never gets to see SJP, and he ends well, up he arrested. Sees her, but she doesn't see right. him, right? Because yeah. he sees her looking out, pondering her life choices or whatever. Because she is grappling with the "Should I marry James Khan?" Spoiler alert: Please don't do that. Right. So she's doing that, and he sees her doing that, and then James Khan tackles him. I think. Yeah, they fight on the golf course, but this is also after he got directions, and he's like, "Now is that kapaa?" And I was like, I have lived that. (laughs) That's how I knew, like, where he was. He lived where I honeymooned. Like, I was like, what the hell (laughs) is my life that I honeymooned where this movie was? Oh, God. Uh, Anyway, she thinks she can hear him calling for her. And James Conn is like, it's just the wind and the rocks. And I'm like, what? Well, I mean, that's that's after. okay. so because James Conn like tackles him. Right. And they're like fighting. And James Conn is like on top, like holding him down. And then like it's very clear that Nick Cage is like, no, I'm here to bring her back. I love her. You can't have her. Whatever. Yeah. He's like, I I have the sixty five thousand dollars. Whatever, I'll just pay you. Yeah. He doesn't have that money though. He's just fully no, lying. Yeah, yeah. It's called a bluff. And then when James Conn realizes he can't like beat him up, he pulls Nick Cage on top of him and then yells for security. Right. And he gets and then Nick Cage gets arrested. Right. That's when James Conn goes over to SJP and is like, Oh, it's weird. Did you hear anything on the wind? Yes. And she was like, Yeah, I heard I heard it like it sounded like my uh my ex or whatever yelling my name. And he was like, Yeah, I used to hear Donna yell at me after she died out here. I was like, What are you saying, James Conn? But then also, this is also where he tells her he's like, Yeah, he actually only owed three grand and he offered you up in a card game. Yeah. Which is uh we, we saw that scene. It's a fully a <laughs> yeah, full lie. Like full we lie. know he's fully just manipulating at this point. Yes. A whole lie, not even a half one. Yep. Right. So Nick Cage ends up in prison for the night with just a large nude man in that cell, which you all you see is just a butt shot of that guy. Uh, you mean the guy who was in his butt? Yeah, yeah. He was in, he's his, in butt. his butt. <laughs> I'm never not calling it that now. That's like the one good thing that came out of the Mamma Mia episode. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that part of the episode yet listening through. I'm traumatized. I'm traumatized by Mamma Mia. You're the one who came up with in his butt. If you go back and listen to the Mamma Mia episode, you can fully tell when Mikey is not paying attention <laughs> yes, and then when yes. he tunes back in <laughs> like he's not even laughing like he's not it's like it's so funny it's so what, funny. there's nothing funny about My, no, Mama Mikey, Mia. Mikey there are multiple points where Todd and I are talking and ask you a question and you clearly didn't listen to the question and you just yeah. respond with something completely different <laughs> <laughs> Where we're just like, okay, <laughs> we just keep going. I'm like, yeah, Mama Mia, I hate it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but you're, I'm only here so I don't get fired. So it, it like that's where the episode peaked for me. So like, no notes on your performance. I had a suspicion I wasn't <laughs> going to be good after that joke. So I was like, I better write in a banger that <laughs> yeah. is funny and also explains why I'm terrible for the rest of the time. That's how we got in 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 the butts. It was perfect <laughs> in this butts. Yep. <laughs> In his butts. Anyway, so his celly is in his butts. <laughs> so Goddamn. he gets out the next day because he calls and Sally, the, the the mafia dentist, makes his bail. <laughs> uh, and he leaves. He is. He's a mafia he's dentist. He's a mafia right. dentist. Uh, he fixes him up after they curb stomp him. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Right? Don't pretend like that's his real job, guys. Every like, mafia needs wow. a dentist. Dental is part of the mafia benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never heard of Vincenzo the... 
<laughs> oral maxillofacial surgeon and get your dentures. Dentures. Veneer. It sounds Italian. <laughs> you know it does, Mikey. It does, You're right. It does. Uh, so he comes outside and. Pat Marie is waiting there and he's like, yo, they already left, but I'll drive you to the airport. Like, what's up? I did love that he, Pat Marita just knew that they had already left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would he have known that? I, I think he was talking to Johnny Sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> gotta be. It's gotta be. He got a page. Got a page from Johnny Sandwiches. Uh, so we cut to the airport where he's like, I'm trying to get stateside. And she's like, we are a state. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, though, honestly. I was like, hell yeah, lady. Hell yeah, lady. Here's the crazy thing. There, he's trying to get to Las Vegas. Currently, like if you were doing this today, there are so many flights from uh, Hawaii to Vegas. It's one of their most popular routes. Oh, I'm sure. It's like one of the most popular vacations for people who live on the island to go to Vegas. So there's like a million and a half flights basically into Vegas. What do you think movie popularized that? There you go. Maybe maybe we have this to think. Maybe it is the movie Honeymoon in Vegas that spends half of its runtime in Hawaii. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which he basically is like, just get me a flight to anywhere that can transfer to Vegas. He ends up in San Jose. Yes. But from San Jose, his Vegas flight gets canceled thanks to Johnny Cargo. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. From San Jose, he could have driven to Vegas in less time than it takes him to catch the requisite flights he needs to get to Vegas if he had just gotten in his car. Oh, that's right. Because he doesn't take the flight with the Elvis guys from he does, San Jose, he does, does he? But like oh, okay. only after his flight gets canceled and the other rerouted flight would have gotten him there a lot oh, later. that's right. So, but like right. even with the, the Elvis guys, because that's at least a two hour flight from San Jose, from San Jose? to Vegas. It's like two-ish hours, maybe two and a half, depending on your winds or whatever. But to drive there maximum is like 10 hours or less right so if his only flight was like 9 p.m then the 10 then the 12 30 to vegas so he would have had to take the like roundabout he actually could have left and gotten to vegas just driving <laughs> but then we wouldn't have gotten that funny shot of him like Holding a sign that says like fly me to Vegas right, or whatever, right. walking down the airport <laughs> like yes. tarmac. Like <laughs> now, fun fact about San Jose, it's one of the few small airport like the airports in the bay that has Cessnas like that. Cause I have flown one out of San Jose one time. So it's the only one that'll let you like hitchhike. I mean, you definitely like, can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> but the only time I've been on a plane that small was out of San Jose. I know other airports do it, but like specifically San Jose has one. But yeah. Yeah. So he just gets on that like flying elvis's plane they just invite him on like they were waiting for him they yep. were like hell yeah we're going to vegas let's do this Whee! let's go and you're like what the no fuck training is happening well yeah man that's what the kind of energy you do it yeah, yeah no. but by the time they get to vegas this is pre-9-11 already radioed down his name like name yes. and that he has joined this chapter of the flying elvises or that's whatever. because the main Elvis, he's a bro, like a straight up bro. He is. He is. He saw he saw a fellow Elvis in need, and he was in a position to help that Elvis. Yeah. Hell yeah, Mikey. My head can is he told them all that story on the flight and everything, and they're like all in about like it. like wedding crash, not wedding crashers, uh, wedding singer, where he's on the plane and he's like Billy yeah. Idol's like that guy's on this plane right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Love it. Now for the next. 15 minutes of this film, we cut back and forth between him just panicking with the Elvises 
and then her on the ground trying to avoid marrying James Conn. Yeah, this is where we start to see that James Conn is like an evil, evil guy. I mean, we always knew. Well, we did, but like this is where she starts to realize it. Right, because she's got that giant ring and they're in the same, like their hotel room is set up. They have absolutely banged it out. Like it's pretty clear. Uh, And he's like, so we're going to go get married now. And she was like, ah, she's like starting to have second thoughts. She's like, I need to think about this. But she's like, let's like give it a month. Yeah. Because they met two fucking days mm-hmm. ago or whatever like, four like days ago, don't but marry yeah. this per yeah yeah still don't marry this person right right and she's like let's give it a month and then see where we are in a month and i would be like that's like clearer heads prevailing right there but that's when james con is like i'll give you half a million dollars if you marry me today yeah and i was like what the fuck then, is like, happening right now yeah and then he, he ups it to a full million uh, ups yeah. it to a full million he does which would be 2.1 million dollars today there you go mm. looked it up here's the thing I think if he had just been like, of course, this is happening so fast. Let's take some time. She would have stayed with him, I think, if he had just not been a greedy bastard. I think that there were some things about the lifestyle he could lead that she was into. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's out of the question. Clearly by him saying, no, I'll buy you, essentially, which is what he's saying here, which is real fucking gross. But like his reaction to this is what ends it forever for her, for sure. She like shuts it down and is like, no, fuck this. And then eventually like, all right, I'll marry you, whatever. Let me just take five minutes in our bathroom in the hotel room upstairs. Yes. And I'll come back down. We can get married, which is fully a lie. She just needs to separate from this violent man. Yeah, she just needs to get away. And so she goes up in the elevator, but then takes the stairs down yeah so she comes back down she blends in with a group of uh like showgirls she gets one of their outfits very pretty i do love that like during this like montage of her like getting away dr sandwich md comes down dr sandwich blt and 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 he's like oh i can't find her he's like well look for her and then he leaves and then comes back and it's like, I can't find her. Well, go back and like, like they do that two times. <laughs> I was like, I don't need a progress report. Just tell me you found Well, like- that's because have you ever been roped into one of your friends like schemes or like plans <laughs> and you're like, fine, but your heart's not in it? I have definitely worked with some people who weren't all in on my schemes. Yes. Yeah, we won't let you make us a church, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, it'll help come tax time. Oh. It's like marrying the podcast page. It's just for tax benefits or whatever. And health insurance. I feel like if I... I feel like I'd be too good of a cult leader. Who, you? Yeah. Nah, you'd get in trouble so fast. It would be uh, so fast, no. Mikey. Of the three of us, I am definitely the best cult leader. For sure. I think I'm the one who says the nonsense the best with the most seriousness. I definitely think you would be a flash in the pan, quickly burnt out through some sort of Nexium type sex scandal cult leader. Yes. My thing is, pretty sure Paige started a cult three or four years ago six years and ago nobody knows about it yet that's like her level of cult leadership i'm just saying if they create a sorority to worship me i'm not involved in that or whatever create a sorority to worship you i'm pretty sure it's i felt a thigh uh. <laughs> <laughs> Take your work call, Mikey. I I ignored it for till I so I could laugh. Take it. It's fine. It's take it. Take it. Take it. Holy shit. That's I fun. felt a thigh. 
Look, all I'm saying is that, like, if I wanted to get something done, I could get someone to do it. No, I know, Paige. Yeah, I understand. I mean, listen, to a large extent, community management is like running a cult yeah, on yeah. some level. So, like, I think I'm a pretty good cult leader. It's just like I don't want to fuck anybody. That's not my girlfriend, you know. Like, it's not that kind of cult. It's With like great power comes ba- great responsitrilitrants. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so yeah, she escapes down the stairs. She's in a showgirl's outfit. They jump out of the plane, the flying Elvises do, with their lit up suits. Uh, this part. Can I? Yeah. We need to talk me about this. The yes. fuck up. Go Thank for you. it. Go because for I'm it. scared of heights. And then him being like, Same. yellow than red, yellow than red, yellow than red. And then the one Elvis be like, he's just kidding. It's red than yellow. And then that guy just jumps out. I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> oh my God, no. And then he's like, no, 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 he was kidding. You fully don't know who to believe when he's yeah. jumping out of that plane. And like, well, and he pulls both. So. He does. He does pull both, which I thought was funny. No, he goes, he goes, yellow, red. Yeah. <laughs> he realizes he's not dying. And these shots of like where you see Nicolas Cage and it looks like it's supposed to be him parachuting. Right. He like comically is not parachuting like he is aggressively not parachuting in those shots well and also it's his first time you would never be able to land that first time in fact don't for the first few times you have to like like nuts to butts jump with somebody yes i believe you do i mean unless you're like trying to stop the woman you love from marrying an older man sure i mean then in these type of extreme situations where you're wearing a ten thousand dollar light up elvis suit hoots to sluice you just do what you got to do to get it done baby you pull yellow then red and then save your future wife so yeah in that over ten thousand dollar suit that they just happen to have an extra one of it's insane they always carry a spare that's exactly six one 180 pounds what's your cape size uh my favorite is just the brave elvises of the sky <laughs> welcome to earth the announcer is amazing like they're setting this up like guinness book world record jump which it probably is but it's like a shitload of elvis impersonators so like who cares but like i care i would probably watch you know like it's that yes. level of like i don't care if you're setting a world record but i'm gonna watch that because it's just weird yeah it's- if i'm in vegas again they're like do you want to go back to the bellagio fountains or do you want to go watch 200 elvises jump out of a plane I'd oh like- we're definitely watching the u.s elvis paratroopers invade vegas for sure yeah, yeah fuck that fountain <laughs> although i did see one of my favorite things in vegas the last time i was there right by that fountain where it was a guy who is dressed as bumblebee like a cardboard bumblebee outfit you mean the transformer bumblebee? that's correct okay he had the, the, the hat part off like the face part off and it was just hot as balls and he was just like uh, in the heat and it was one of the funniest <laughs> things i've ever seen and i felt really bad because i, was I like, need Man. a renaissance painting <laughs> of oh. that i was like this must suck so hard to be in in a suit in this heat but him just like why did no one tell me comic-con <laughs> was this hard bumblebee was a bad choice like it was, <laughs> it was so fucking funny i couldn't stop I laughing i felt terrible anyway uh <laughs> all the elvises land she runs out to get him. They're gonna. He's like, I want to marry you. Well, okay, so she runs out trying to avoid. She has no idea he's in the air. Right. But she hears the announcer saying, and the newest member of the Elvis Flyers, Jack, Jack Springer, Springer, whatever his oh, last on, name is. And she looks up and she's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you here? Jack Singer. Yeah. And then he like lands and runs over to her and she's dressed like a, like a showgirl dancer. And he's like, 
Did you get a job here? <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> I thought that that shit was hilarious. And, and then James Conn is like, it's over. He jumped out of a plane. And she was like, <laughs> you jumped out of a plane. He's like, I didn't want to live if I couldn't have you. And I was like, you should talk to somebody about that. Yeah. And then they decide that they're going to go married. And he's like, get married. And he's like, I had a dream about my mother. She opened her eyes. I said, mom, I'm going to marry that girl. And she smiled. But she was naked. We cut to the Chapel of the Bells yeah. where they get married with all Elvises as witnesses. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie and having purchased the movie, all of us, what did you guys think about Honeymoon in Vegas? Classic. I will watch it when I'm sad. No notes. Mikey, I paid $15 for the standard definition version of this movie. <laughs> yeah. When they make an HD version, I will buy it again. That is how much I enjoyed this movie. It is dumb. Like, it is just a wild, bonkers, crazy premise. It sort of feels like you're watching an Adult Swim cartoon, but like it's a live action version of it. And I love it. If it makes you feel better, I have Googled Honeymoon in Vegas on VHS. Okay. And they start at around $10. <laughs> Why would I buy it on v I don't have a VHS player, Mike. I'm just telling you. I mean, you made the right choice. Well, yeah, I mean, because I couldn't watch a VHS. I mean, I, I own it now. I own it for on Amazon Prime. I know. I'm just saying, like, even if I you want to watch this, what I am going to call slightly out of focus movie because it's so, like, low definition. But I loved it. It was great. If you watch it from far away, it looks even better. <laughs> Just squint a little bit and it looks like you bought it in HD. I think if you're feeling sad and you want to like watch a movie you've never seen before that's guaranteed to cheer you up, this is it. I prescribe it. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Mikey Sandwich BLT. Sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PhD BLT. BLT. Dr. Sandwich. You. Yeah. Mikey prescribes this movie. And I would agree. I think yeah. it's great. It cures. Ruben Thoid arthritis, our sadness. Because Ruben's a sandwich. <laughs> I, I, okay, so because you mispronounced rheumatoid, uh, I thought that he meant no, Ru Ruben, Ruben like a sandwich. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. I mean, that's a joke. He's the hero of this podcast. <laughs> it has all the elements it of one. It has all the elements of, of a joke, <laughs> but just like Subway, I don't want to eat that sandwich. Mm -mm. So, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, it is with your fun facts. Bruno Mars Nick Cage fun, fun facts. facts. <laughs> I mean, that was the one that I was holding in that I thought was going to make you guys shit a brick. So we already know it was Bruno Mars. I know our listenership is big enough that someone that's listening right now will have a conversation about Bruno Mars organically in the world yes and i demand if the day you listen to this episode someone brings up Br bruno mars around you you have to say i liked him when he was doing his early acting work and then just like yeah leave it walk away from that conversation yep i hope bruno mars is listening oh i doubt it but okay bruno call me call us in addition to bruno mars country music singer ricky van shelton uh was one of the flying elvises uh, he also was famous for covering an Elvis song, Wear My Ring Around Your Neck, for the film. So for the soundtrack of this film. Oh, really? Okay, cool. He didn't jump from the plane, though. He's just in the plane, but he he doesn't actually jump. Well, I mean, the same same with Nick Cage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
Nick Cage famously is a huge Elvis fan, so much so that he actually at one point married Lisa Marie Presley, Elvis's daughter. It did not last. Yeah. There is some debate as to whether or not the character of Chief Orman was inspired by Marlon Brando. Some people have said yes. <laughs> Other, the director has said no. Like, is there's like four different stories about it. I've heard enough about the island of Dr. Monroe shoot Moreau? to make me believe that it was. Moreau, Have you yeah, seen sorry. that documentary? Yes. No, wait, what's that documentary? The director who got fired from that movie, like three fourths in, yeah, 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 stays on set and films, and there's a whole documentary about okay, it. Okay, I gotta see that. That sounds amazing. It is fascinating. So the director has said no. He actually just wanted it to kind of be like a bonkers character, and actually called two or three other people to do it, and but none of them seemed to get the character. So maybe not Marlon Brando, <laughs> but. Jack Singer's detective agency, uh, so Nick Cage's detective agency, is on the same floor of the same building as Max Bialystok's office in the original The Producers. Uh, the door to Max's office is actually shown in one scene in the hall. Jack is just down the hall and to the right of Max. Awesome. Okay. Now, James Kahn achieved the bulk of his fame from working with Nicolas Cage's uncle, Francis Ford Coppola, in The Godfather. Uh, so he has actually been friends with Nicolas Cage's uncle for quite a long time. Yeah. Now, both Pat Morita and... Uh, Danny Kamakona, Pat Morita obviously plays Mahi Mahi, and uh, Danny Kamakona plays Nico, who is the Elvis that keeps singing during the poker game. Both of them are in <laughs> Karate Kid Part 2, uh, which came out just a couple years wow. before this movie, and I would say is arguably the best Karate Kid personally. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Karate Kid 2 is really good. It slaps. Oh, Karate Kid 2. Oh. Ugh, yes. It is the Empire Strikes Back of Agreed. that universe. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, now, Nicolas Cage, much like James Caan has worked with his uncle, Nicolas Cage worked with James Caan's son, Scott Caan, in Gone in 60 Seconds later on. Nice. So yeah. there's a lot of six degrees of Kevin Bacon going on here. Yeah. So... There's also a number of Mel Brooks references in the film, and they were uh, intentional. So the director of this film, Andrew Bergman, was one of the writers that worked on Blazing Saddles. Okay. Uh, so that's also why there's uh, references to the producer, as well as having Peter Boyle, who played the monster in Young Frankenstein. Yes. Conan Bancroft previously appeared in Silent Movie. If you have not seen Silent Movie, Silent Movie is also great. Um, yeah. And uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's husband, Matthew Broderick, actually would go on to star in the musical stage and screen re remakes of the producers as well. With Nathan Lane. With Nathan it's, Lane. Honestly, he's it's so, so fucking good. good. Would, yeah, it's so good. Yes. Now, Betsy, Sarah Jessica Parker's excuse to get away from James Caan is, I have to go to the bathroom. This is the same excuse that James Caan gives Al Pacino in The Godfather when Al Pacino has to go retrieve the gun from the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's also what Mikey says when he gets uncomfortable in situations. It does. That is true. It does. It does true. It, it does say that. Welcome to my church. <laughs> church of Mikey. Oh, it does true. Oh, God. <laughs> it does true. true. <laughs> I'll leave this as our last fun fact. Okay. Uh, at the poker game, potentially as an omen of bad things to come, Nicholas Cage wins an early hand with the dead man's hand or a pair of eights and aces before losing 65,000 yeah. to Corman with the unbeatable straight flush. Yes. And those are your fun facts. All right. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So this movie came out in 1992. What do you think the production budget was for Honeymoon in Vegas 
in that year? $65,000. I'm going to say like $3 million. Okay. Oh, I'm going to say fifteen. Okay. Mikey, you are closer. It is unfortunately, though, $25 million. Okay. Uh, which means if you adjust for inflation, that's roughly $54.4 million today. Now, this movie came out on August 28th, again, 1992, and it was number one, the movie it came out. It beat the number two movie, Unforgiven, that had been out for four weeks at that time. That's a good movie. It is. It had been out for a month, though, so it, it was... You know, usurped by Honeymoon in Vegas. And then Pet Cemetery 2 was number three that week. Single White Female was number four. And Death Becomes Her was five. Ooh. Also in theaters was Three Ninjas and Sister Act. Um, but what do you think Honeymoon in Vegas made in its opening weekend? $30 million. No. For opening weekend, yeah. I'm going to say... Seven million. And you would be right. It's seven point three million dollars. <laughs> yeah. So it was number one its first week, but Mikey also number one its second week. Oh uh, it was second its third week, and then it was never again in the top five and was only in theaters for two more weeks. It was in the theaters for five weeks total. But what do you think the movie brought in? And it's domestic and there was no international release. So let's just call it worldwide box office. Uh, 30. I'm going to go 30. Okay. 26. All right. It was actually $35.2 million, which if you adjust for inflation, would put that at about $76.7 million today. But it still made money. So 25 was the budget. 35 was what it brought in in 92. So it made money. And I mean, it's, I'm sure it's been sold on VHS, DVD. We all paid $15 to buy it tonight. So it's still making money. No regrets. No regrets. And I will buy it again when it comes out in HD, which we should get like a 4K release of this. Like I want it. Anyway, that's your box office. Mikey, do you want to hit it with that romance scale? Romance scale. How romantic. We found the film today. Scale of one to ten. Page. One. I was troubled by most of the romances in this film, but I do still think it is a perfect film. <laughs> Todd. I pretty much had the exact same analysis, but I do want to admit to you, I cried at the end of this movie. What? I couldn't help it. I also cry when I witness perfection in nature. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is like watching a sunset. It's that perfect. When, when they zoom out and all of those Elvises are around them as they say their vows, it's just like, Rosebud. <laughs> so are we going to give this any lion roars? I'll give it a lion roar for, for Sarah Jessica Parker running around. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, say, she Mikey? is yeah. in a bikini 80% of the film for some reason. That's not what the lion roar scare is, scale is about. The lion roar scale is about sexual encounters. Yeah, there are no sexy sexual encounters yeah, on screen. Nobody's yeah. neck gets grabbed in a shower. There are implied sexy sexual encounters oh, wait, off screen. I also give it a one because I think in reality, these relationships are like borderline abusive, mm -hmm. all of them mm -hmm. and terrible. Yes. But also, it's a perfect film, so we have to ignore it. I, I don't think that's what that <laughs> means, but okay. It's also like a level of bonkers that's like not, it doesn't feel real at all. So like, I'm sort of fine with it in this world because it's like silly. Like your villain gives up because the hero jumped out of a plane <laughs> and he was like, I can't top that. I can't top yeah, that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you could. You have a million dollars. But it's like cartoon rules. So like it's fine or whatever. Yeah. But that's your romance scale, I guess. Yeah, that's the <laughs> romance slash lion slash whatever we're doing that day scale. Yeah. 
We haven't done like a really sexy movie since 365. Yeah, 365 part 2. When we established the lion roar scale? Yes. yes. Because of the lion roar sounds they put over Massimo? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the lion roar scale's been a letdown. Mm-hmm, but Paige mm-hmm. Mikey, this week made us watch Honeymoon in Vegas. What are you going to make us watch next week? I'm continuing with my royal summer. Hell yeah. Which one are you going to do, though? I oh Okay, I'll let you guys choose. Do you want to do... King Ralph again. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I do think it's time for a sequel, though, Mikey. I'm calling John. There, okay, so we have the option of one that came out this year or one that came out almost 20 years ago but stars Chris Pine. Which one do you want? I know what they both are. Mikey, which one do you want? Yeah. I know what the modern one is, so I feel like I shouldn't choose. I definitely know what the other one is, yeah, yeah, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time I chose the 80s one, it was Lady Jane. You No, so. you didn't choose the 80s one because it would have been Grease 2. And this is not Grease 2. This is this is something with Chris Pine in it. Yeah, because Chris Pine's not in Grease 2, Mikey. Yeah. He's the child in Grease 2. <laughs> no, that's Bruno Mars. Duh. He's absolutely not. Also, this is not that old. This movie came out in like 2005 or something like that. And it's a sequel, And Mikey. it is a but sequel. But what, mo- what do you think the modern one is, Mikey? Red, right, and royal blue? That would be the modern one. Yeah, so the other one is Princess Diaries 2. And I'm doing both of them. Ooh. So it's just a matter of what we're doing this week versus what we're doing three weeks from now. Yeah. It's whatever you want to do, Paige. That, this is why I asked you. As long as it's not a musical, I am excited to watch. It. Well, I have bad news about <laughs> Princess Diaries 2. <laughs> what? God How is that possible? Chris Pine is a bard, so I get it. It's terrible. It's the worst. There's a Panera Bread in Genovia. <laughs> it's There's only one song in it, but it is awful. We're all in Genovia because we're here to get married because of a weird clause. Yep. I'm sure it's something like that, right? Like she has to get married. She, yes. Yeah. Yeah. To Chris Pine. And she's like, I can't. And you're just like, well, girl. Oh, but you fully can. He's one of it's the Chris best Pine. Chris's. Top five. <laughs> top five. He's like top three Chris for me personally. I really like Chris Pine. I too. like Chris Pine. So, okay. So which one? Are we just going to flip a coin? Yeah. Flip a coin. Yeah. I why like don't that you flip idea. it? It's your pick, baby. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to mansplain your pick to you, Paige. Do you want the blank side or the head side I, of the I SD gonna, card? I was going to flip Mikey, the SD card should be in the recorder. What are you doing? Uh, this is the SD. That's the one, that's mini the one from the card. travel recorder. Oh, that's for the other. That's for the travel recorder. Holy shit! I got shit. you good. Wait, okay, okay. Fuck, Mikey, I was about to yell. Oh. Um. Mm. SD's great. We just watched this movie on it. You know what? Let, let's do Red, White, and Royal Blue. Let's do Red, White, and okay. Royal Blue, and then we'll do Princess Diaries two in three weeks. I'm excited for Red, White, and Royal Blue because I've watched it. I watched it shortly after it came out, and uh, I was in. Are we it. gonna get some lion roars? Okay. I'm hoping for some lion roars. You absolutely are not gonna Damn. get lion roars. Damn it! Fine. It is like <laughs> it is like Lifetime presents Red, uh. White, and Royal Blue. <laughs> I'm all in now. I loved it. Whatever. All right. It's red, white, and royal blue. It'll be fun, though. So your homework for next week is to watch red, white, and royal blue. I think it's still on Amazon Prime. I know that's where I watched it. And then check back for that episode. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? (coughs) No. No. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast, and that's to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review were you going to read this week? Monkey Gene. (laughs) Well, what does Monkey Gene have to say? Wait, what is the title of the review? Oh, okay. Wait, what? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
I came from Colt Podcast to Horror Version and got lost and found RTP. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh. Nice. What a journey. It's good to know we're your third favorite. Well, second and third favorite. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just happy to be listed, Monkey Jean. Me too, honestly. I love this podcast because it's a great cast that talks crap about the genre that I'm not really interested in. It's in my weekly rotation, along with Cult Podcast and Harvard. Hell yeah. And that will never change. Love hearing that. You complete... <laughs> you complete a me... Wait, what is happening? Uh, is it written phonetically in Mario? I think so. <laughs> you complete me, I weak. I don't know. I think that. Okay. Hang on. You hang complete on, hang on. me. It says you complete me. I, there's definitely a period missing. I weak Mikey. That's the full like comma. Oh, yeah. It's a run on sentence. Monkey G. You got to do better. Also, if you need this, do it again in Scottish Simish, please. And did you get my tongs? Did someone send you their <laughs> tongs, Mikey? Do you need tongs? I think they misheard me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mikey does not have your tongs, uh, Monkey Gene. But uh, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. Was that the end of the review, Mikey? Yeah, that's five stars. And if y'all want me to read it in an accent, Put it at the beginning because I literally just <laughs> randomly pick one yeah. and then I read from the top and I don't look at the rest. It creates a natural humorous style for how I do things called I tell truths or I do truths. I do truths. Yeah. What say you for? What say you for? Well, if you want to have Mikey read your five star review, leave us a five star review, I guess. Don't get caught in the butts. Do this review right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So, guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a PO box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a PO box, it's actually not a PO box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's, 6688 Nolansville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Do you want to have mirror sex with me? I'm going to say Bloody Mary three times. <laughs> but only at that special time of the month. <laughs> Bye.